0: Hello, hello, and welcome to our fourteenth episode and one-year anniversary episode of Lesbians, Lesbians Are Miracles. Miracles.
1: I mean, it's, we're a little late on the one-year anniversary. We're a little late, but we not that our late. First
0: one? Um, mm, sometime in early September, I think. I was gonna say like we had already gone back to school, but neither one of us <laughs> have been in school for quite some time. No, no. it was during the end of summer. Slash the return of fall.
1: Okay, well,
0: it's our anniversary. It's our
1: anniversary.
0: Um, thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, thanks for staying with us this past year, or maybe you just listened to our your your first episode of Lesbians or Miracles like yesterday, and you're like, what well, are these bitches talking about an anniversary? Like, no one cares. But um, but we're here still. We're we're queer. Still. We're uh, drinking
0: beer, still. still.
1: <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a little looking back this episode. A year
0: in review, if you
1: will. <laughs> some reflection. It's always good to reflect and decide how you want to move forward in uh, becoming the future dyke-trained grandma of your dreams. Exactly. So I think we're going to get started. We, um, we decided to solicit some feedback from listeners on um, our Instagram account, uh, which if you're not following at lesbians are miracles
0: we're always reblogging our favorite dyke centric meme, so you know pop on over hit us with a like hit us with a follow we hope you won't be disappointed we'll try <laughs> and post more original content but this is our original content
1: yeah there you go yeah so we uh, asked you people uh, for feedback general feedback ask us anything that's what we asked and uh,
0: so you did so uh, let's 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 dig deep. Let's dive deep. Let's muff dive Let's deep. Let's muff dive di- deep. Let's muff dive right into this. First and foremost. And wait, I really just want to preface this by saying you guys always ask such thoughtful and intuitive and interesting and compelling questions. And it's just an honor to get to interact and dialogue with you like this. So thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, this, this without engagement, it's just us talking at each other which we do anyway and we would do anyway so (laughs) it's cool it's cool for there to be a dialogue and uh, some engagement from um people outside our boardroom our lesbian boardroom. yes our
0: lesbian boardroom (laughs) so without further ado um how do you identify other lesbians how do you show them that you're one is there a hand signal (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, the hand signal I'm thinking of, I don't just flash. Uh, it's, you know, like the, the V to the mouth with the tongue. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, you just do that to your friends, like, across a Yeah, body. like,
1: that's what I do when someone puts a camera on me. Or if you're <laughs> me, you
0: do it to your friends at work when you hope nobody else is looking. But that's a risky move, and I don't recommend it necessarily.
1: Yeah, yeah I think so. I think we touched upon this in our Dyke Mouth episode. Um, there are certain tells in general... Um, it, thumb rings is one thumb rings is one or just dyke mouth which uh you can you can uh go to that episode and if you don't know what that is and hear hear the the wonderful description that we we made
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> haircuts is usually one but i think like when i am passing another dyke in public Maybe this is only a thing in Rhode Island, but in Rhode Island they always used to talk about like the Jeep wave. Like if you're driving a Jeep, the cool kind that you can like pop the top off and drive on the beach or whatever, and you see someone else driving that like same kind of safari. Jeep, yeah, go on a lesbian safari. You just like if you're like have your hand over the steering wheel, you just kind of like lift your hand and put it back down, and that's a secret Jeep wave. I think there's like a lesbian like. I sort of like you meet eyes with somebody and you kind of like nod your chin up a little bit. I just did it to somebody walking over here on the way here. I was oh, like, okay. hello fellow Dyke. like <laughs> I see you. I hope that you see me. See I've done I've done the head nod,
1: but that's usually like to like, people that are already, like, screaming queer. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, like... Sure. It's, like, it's usually just, like, mm-hmm. But, Nobody's know,
0: like, giving me a head nod, except when I'm, like, holding hands with my girlfriend. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it's it's not so much, like, a hand signal that
1: I would throw... Actually, you know what? If you're talking about throwing a hand signal, maybe that does work, because if you You see don't have someone... a lesbian
0: gang sign that you use?
1: because, <laughs> <laughs> no, like... Let's say you don't think you're easily identifiable as gay. Sure. Maybe if you see someone that you think is gay, you give them the head nod. Yes. Because they will see you giving the head nod, and they'll be like, "Oh, I think that's and exactly then she what happens to me." The head nod. Yes. Now, if it's someone where you don't know if they're gay, just. Throw a head nod out there and either, if it's a straight girl, she'll probably be like,
0: what the fuck? Or maybe she'll give you a head nod back. Like, I don't know. Maybe you'll encounter a friendly straight girl. But I think, you know, yeah. (laughs) But She was like, I'm just going to glide right over that one. (laughs) But I think like if I, if someone
1: did that to me, I mean, now I I just look like a giant lesbian. But like in the days when I didn't, um, if someone gave me that head nod, even if like, Maybe both of us weren't easily identifiable. I probably would be like, "Oh, like, yeah, she's she's queer." Um, and going, I will. oh, sorry, go ahead. Just to continue on, like the head nod and the body language. Um, you know, I said thumb rings, but it's kind of like. <laughs> well, and I think that was the nice. I love how you always
0: come back to a thumb I know, ring. I've
1: never worn a thumb ring. I, don't, I have. I worn don't
0: know it. if anyone I wore I'm a thumb ring, but I didn't ring. know it was a lesbian signifier until you told me. I don't know if I made
1: that up. I might have made it up. I might have dreamt it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I do think there's kind of just an overall. I don't know, swagger. Yeah, or something swagger's a good word. Where, like, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I. I got I I got hit on once at a bar that I was DJing at, and um, the 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 woman who hit on me wasn't easily identifiable as gay, and she just kind of like was like staring at me, and at first I was like, why is this weird girl staring at me? Uh huh. But like the second like we were like kind of closer to each other in each other's space and she like said hi to me. I I, I, I immediately was like, oh, she's hitting, you know? Yeah. Like there's a certain energy that one might give off. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, folks. My laundry's ready to go in the dryer.
0: (laughs) We're just going to ignore that for now because we want to finish our train of thought. We want to finish our train grandma of thought. (laughs) But, I mean that's pretty much all I was going to say it's like
1: there like, it's hard to say like a concrete you know you could look for tiny little
0: rainbow pins and mementos here or there sure i think like significant eye contact is a sign i will say that whenever i see a lesbian couple or like two like female presenting people or like you know, out in public, I give them like a big smile or like any kind of queer couple at all. (laughs) And whenever I'm out with my girlfriend, you know, I don't know, I think like when we're walking down the street holding hands, you can tell by like the feedback that we get on the street, like who's queer kind of and who's not. Yeah. Because like you'll get like, it's almost like the eye contact version of like a, pat on the back you know what I mean yeah I see it's it's interesting because when
1: I was in a relationship I could identify with that and I was thinking about myself the caveat of all this of the nods and the eye contact and the swagger is that like often when I'm by myself and I see a lesbian easily identifiable or not I like avert my eyes and like run away. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't I like it's like it's like a weird like nerves thing. It's like I don't even have to be attracted to them. Like like it's like I'm walking and like I see like a giant lesbian and like they can tell (laughs) I'm a giant lesbian or 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 not or there's just kind of like an eye contact from someone where like I'm pretty sure I'm getting cruised. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe it's just like a friendly acknowledgement. Sure. But,
0: like, I mean, it's always a very fine line. Like, but I find that like
1: I just like run. Like, head oh, for the really? I wish I didn't. I would probably like get more dates. Yeah, if I, I thought you
0: were going to say get more dick. And I was like, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm always just like, what's up, girl? You know? Yeah. I feel like I'm always a lesbian who's like, other queer people, like, make eye contact with me so I can be like, yeah, same. But I think, like, that's because I don't often present as a lesbian. So, like, maybe I'm just trying to, I don't know. I immediately get bashful, like... That's such a cute word. I love the word bashful. I love that. Isn't she sweet?
1: If <laughs> you see a bashful queer on the street, they might—it's tr- probably might be gay too, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Great question. All right. Um, All right. So Moving there's like forward. no official hand signal, but yeah, there's like try yeah. the nod. The nod's a good try one. the Let's, nod. We should give the nod. A little like lift of the chin, like eye contact and a lift of the chin. See what happens. Right back in. We want to know how it works out for you. Yeah. Next. <laughs> developing your identity as a lesbian, like fashion and personality freedom. Again, we kind of discuss this in dyke fashion. Yeah, But I also feel like, for me, that's something... For me, and I don't even think because I'm a lesbian or a queer person it's just like a person in the world and like probably a person in the world at my age range, but maybe even not. I feel like that's something that's ever-evolving, you know? Like the manner by which I express myself through my clothes is like, and hair and like makeup and whatever has kind of like changed a lot over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same with me.
1: Um, yeah, it evolves. It's an evolution. Um, sure, it can. It, you can definitely um, maybe trace a path. Like if you look at the evolution of of my style, you can see like <laughs> when when like I was trying really hard to be straight Christina and, like, Aguilera, fell. Jill, yeah. <laughs> Genie, and actually it was Jill. more. It was more like. Share from the 1970s. It, yeah, it really was. But,
0: <laughs> That's true. That was such a look. I love that. Look. <laughs> Can were, we share photos to our Instagram of that? Yeah, I'll find a good one. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, sweet. I mean,
1: there's there's a time and place for everything, and there was a time and place for uh, me in doing a 70s share drag. She found
0: love in a hopeless place, <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, I I believe in life after trying to be straight. Um, yeah, thank <laughs> God. Don't we all? Yeah, and then like when I first came out, like maybe like kind of trying to find my vibe and it's evolved to where it is now and i'm sure it it will keep evolving but i also kind of feel like i've landed on like my general look yeah that's true like like it'll evolve as like style evolve maybe even not i don't know i feel like dyke fashion is just classic I look at pictures of, like, Dykes from the 90s, and I'm like, ooh, like, she looks dope. Like, I want to wear that. Yeah,
0: like, more boxy leather jackets always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're asking me.
1: Yeah, some, like, high-waisted dorts.
0: Yes. You can You can really never go wrong. But it's like, I don't know, it's just like stay authentic to yourself and maybe your authentic self is like consistent in terms of how you represent it via your style and maybe it's ever changing and like both things are really fucking great. Yeah, I think it's also important
1: to not try and um, mold yourself into something you think you should be Totally. other lesbians are that. You know, you, you do you and just do, do what, what feels makes you right. feel good. That's the
0: sexiest thing. It's like you can tell when Confidence. somebody is like confident and like wearing not only wearing clothes but like presenting themselves in a way that feels authentic and like yeah. that is the sexiest
1: thing in the world yeah and and the flip side you can also tell when someone's kind of like letting their outfit wear them totally and like they're just kind of like not really owning the look
0: yeah but like maybe it's just a stage in the process you oh know? it always is it, it always, always is. is yeah um okay next <laughs> dating limits Thoughts on younger 20-year-olds finding interest in 30-plus. 30-plus? It makes me feel like I'm an AALP that's me. member. Oh, I'm... I'm
1: that, that's... That's...
0: Hi. But this is an inter- interesting twist, but being denied just because of age. Okay. I mean, I can speak to that as a 30-plus
1: who... Um,
0: <laughs> Who has who I would say I have rough rough
1: bottom bottom limits for <laughs> <laughs> rough bottom limits? This is an
0: entirely okay. different <laughs> episode than I thought. Oh my gosh. I would love to revisit <laughs> rough bottom limits. Yeah, we're making a note of that. <laughs> Let's start that trending as a hashtag. Rough bottom. Rough bottom. Oh gosh. Okay. Jill is turning red for all of you who can't see which none of you can she's bashful uh- <laughs> uh, okay so what are your rough bottom limits <laughs> i have my own but that's perhaps we won't discuss that here well i
1: generally and we might have mentioned this um in our uh in some episode i don't
0: know i don't listen to no i'm kidding i, I do i yes, we listen to them, them all the time <laughs> our podcast is the only podcast we listen to
1: but I, I generally subscribe to the take your age, divide by two, and add seven. So, mm, that's a lot of math. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, Leah, how old are you? I'm going to put this in my calculator I am on my phone. 34. 34. So, 17 34 plus seven. 34 divided by two. 17 plus seven. So, 24 would be the youngest that you should date, according to that formula. Um, I am 37 divided by 2, 18.5, plus <laughs> 7, 25.5. Okay. Hmm. Sounds young. No shade. <laughs> so, I mean, on the one hand, like, I totally think, like, you know, age is only goes so far in determining uh, whether someone's right for you. Sure. Yeah, I... I I don't think I would say like, you know, if, if if a younger woman were to hit on me, I'd be like, Excuse me, are you 25 and a half? Yeah. Because if not, if you're if like you're just twenty You just like pull like, out the
0: calculator on your phone, like, hold on yeah. one second. You're like, what is I also time? can't do simple math in my head. So like just hold tight. No, Jill's very smart. I <laughs> perhaps can't.
1: <laughs> so I mean like that it might I might say, like, in my head, like, okay, I pretty much only want to date people. Maybe when I'm making my Tinder profile or something, I'll I'll set it to like yeah. people that are 26 and older. That's
0: interesting. Well, what? But if what I what would be the age range of your Tinder
1: profile? Like, probably 25 and older. Okay, um, word. Or no, 26 and older. Yeah, I, I. So it wouldn't. For me personally, it wouldn't be a deal breaker. But I understand how it is, and I think, like I, I can only go by my own life experiences. I don't think I, for the type of relationship that I'm looking for now, Mm -hmm. I want someone who's kind of um, settled into their life and settled into themselves and uh, not necessarily, you know, like, oh, you have to be out for this many years and you have to have a job for this many years. It's not necessarily that. I just know that. Me at 27, 26 is roughly the same as me now, just with a little less life experience. Yeah. However, me at 23, 24 is vastly different. And And that's exactly what I was
0: going to say. I feel like people are always, like, in those situations, projecting... Or not projecting necessarily, but maybe a little bit, but thinking about where they were when they were you, young, beautiful person, like, your age, and thinking, like, I would not have wanted to date that version of me then, so therefore, ergo, like, I do not want to date you.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way a lot of people work, And and I imagine other people aren't necessarily, like, 100 percent committed to that like that's my
0: guideline yeah, sure but if
1: I were to meet someone
0: and like fireworks were just going yeah and, off. and like she just blew me away all with, rules like, the fly out the window sure. I, I wouldn't be like oh oh you're not
1: 25 and a half exactly you know, like oh you're, you're only 20 20 25 yeah <laughs> like,
0: like those are like casual dating rules but like I feel like when people like if you were to meet somebody and fall in love with them you know every obstacle becomes something you can work around.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I know it's true for myself. Um I I I tend to get hit on by younger women and um
0: but like as you know somebody who is 30 plus, I can understand like when I put myself back as like a young 20 year old lesbian why you might be attracted to somebody a bit older because like you are just finding yourself and not that you feel like you're delayed in terms of your coming of age experience but i think you're like looking for like role models and ways of being and sort of it makes sense to be attracted to people who are slightly older because like in many ways in the queer community i think they represent like possibility and like what you want to become and what you want to grow into and you know, when you come out, regardless of what age you come out, it's just like you're thinking about growth a lot and you're thinking about personal growth a lot. Yeah. So like it I think it makes sense.
1: And I also can see the frustration of being maybe someone in their, you know, in their early twenties who is attracted to women in the 30
0: plus range
1: (laughs) and Leah just better be every time
0: one of us (laughs) say 30 plus like I love it I love that this person wrote 30 like with the actual plus it reminds
1: me of that sex in the city episode where I think like like Carrie turns 35 or something and it's like she gets like a form in the mail and it's like you know check off the the box that you you know fit into and it's like yeah, like I don't know, like twenty six to thirty four, <laughs> and she's like, oh, and then like thirty five to whatever forty four, and she has, to, and she's like really pissed that she has to check off thirty five, and Samantha's all like, welcome to my box, because like she's the oldest one. <laughs> like any time I hear that, I'm like, mm, welcome to my box. Yeah, but, I love getting older though. I I I do and I I do and I don't. Um, but uh, just to I just before I. It, before it comes, leaves my like Alzheimer brain. my, sure. my thirty plus year old brain. Um, <laughs> your
0: dementia riddled brain. <laughs> I,
1: I I I do kind of get maybe some frustration that would come from being in your early twenties and being attracted to those in the thirty plus range and, and just feeling being dismissed. and feeling dismissed. Sure. Yeah, because it's just like they're not seeing you as a whole person; they're seeing you as a number, and that's not entirely fair. And, and you, just per- as I don't want to be dismissed. As, you know, some old, I don't know, (laughs) whatever. Sure. I, you know, I... People don't want to be reduced to, like, any one
0: thing about them, you know? That's problematic. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're we're people, and we all have rich
0: lives and experiences and things to offer other people, so, um... And I think when you are, like, younger and, like, say you're, like, in your early to mid-20s and just coming out, like, for me personally, that was when I first started to see myself as a whole person so like for somebody not to see you as a whole person could maybe be even more it's thrown into a little bit of a sharper relief because I feel like for me for the first time I was like oh I'm like fully myself and like everybody else should like recognize that and like be able to see and appreciate that too yeah
1: so I guess my recommendation would be people of all age ranges to um you know, except that some people do have limits, but also like get to know people as individuals,
0: and maybe you'll surprise yourself. Hell yeah! And if it's like if it's not right for you, you know, and if they're just not that into you, just keep it pushing, girl. You're gonna find somebody who loves you for who you are, regardless of wherever you are in your life. So. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm. I would. I would. I I would love to meet an amazing 25-year-old, even if she's not 25 and a half.
0: Exactly, (laughs) yes. And that's the tea on that. if she's good to me, then that's all that matters. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, This one is just one I want to say. No question, just love this page. Thank you. Thank you. I love recording this page. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, (laughs) to our Instagram account. But yeah, love you too. Um, Next, how does one get out of the friend zone? (laughs) This reminds me of this is like some Alice Piazeki the chart language. Okay. How does one get out of the friend zone and into Leslie's lover land? Ooh. Oh. I love that land. Chill. This land is your land. Yes, this land is, land is my here. land. <laughs> this land is her land and this land is her land. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's a weird question. I mean, I don't think I I don't I don't know. I I don't think I've ever been in that situation. I don't think it, okay I think first we have to define terms here sure like okay. does friend zone mean you like yeah it de- yeah what what do you think friend zone means Leah I'll be I'll be right back you you talking to the mic
0: I mean I think friend zone <laughs> means like you're sort of maybe courting someone or starting to hang out with somebody and you have feelings for them or you're like developing a crush on them and they're like, start giving you subtle signals that may begin increasing in intensity or maybe stay at the same level of signal that they just want to be friends with you. That's what friend zone means to me. Okay, so It's sort of like a little, like a gentle redirect. (laughs) Ah, yes. Okay, so... But maybe so you're, that's not what this person means right, by friend zone. Right, right. That's what, friend zone to me means like, I always, to me in my head, friend zone is always preceded by putting into.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: that's kind of what I was thinking. So, So from that definition,
1: I don't know that it's possible. Right, I don't think there's ever any climbing out of the friend zone. Yeah, I mean I know f- for me if I have shut the door on potential like Romantic or sexual chemistry, then the door will almost certainly not be opened. However, if I never shut the door, like, then... Like, that, that's the thing. If, if, if I had to, like, manually place one in the friend zone... Sure. Then, like, they'll probably stay there. Yes. Because it was already based on a lack of romantic and sexual interest. However, sure. I have... Gone on to date someone that I had previously been friends with year years before. Mm-hmm. Like I had like a somewhat casual friendship with someone, and um, we like lost contact for a couple years. Just it was like like we were like kind of like friends in high school, and then like people went to college, and but then people moved back to their hometowns from college, and yep. like ran into her at a bar, and. Um, and we became friends again and we hit it off and uh there was definite like flirtation and physical attraction but you it were definite... like meeting anew almost mm, yes I, and no. I don't even know if i'd say that it was just um i don't know seeing something that wasn't there before but also there it wasn't it wasn't considered i don't know it's hard to explain because i have yeah. gone from friends to dating but i don't think i've gone
0: from friend zone to dating yeah yeah i would have to agree with that
1: and i think we touched upon this somewhat in our defining the relationship episode our last one where you know if if something's a no it's very rarely gonna turn into a yes but if something you know if someone defines the relationship very clearly as friends yeah it probably won't I mean it's di- it's it can be different with with I think lesbians there's a there's there is a conception you know the friend zone is something that straight people talk about a lot sure and I think sometimes if you're a lesbian you might meet someone and like become friends with them but like maybe like you're in a relationship or she's in a relationship, so you don't see each other right. like, in that way. Right. And maybe like it's like circumstantial. Yeah, and but like maybe like in in a in a vacuum you would find that person attractive. Sure. But like it's not like an actual active attraction. Yeah. So I think maybe there's potential in a situation like that. But if there's I mean
0: something kind of similar happens with me and Lori, but like yeah. we had never put each other in the friend zone. We were just like in the dating zone and then like fell off and then like got back to the dating zone. But I will say when I was in my like 20s and was like younger, I spent a lot of time kind of pursuit, not even pursuing people, but like sometimes pursuing people, but like being fixated on people who like were not interested in me in that way or like even if there was some sort of like hint of attraction there was never going to be anything that came of that relationship besides what it already was and it was just like kind of a process that I had to go go through and I don't think every queer person goes through this, but I think a lot of peop- a lot of queer people do in order to, like, get to a different place. Um, and, like, for... I know, I think to some extent it's part of the process, but, like, I also think that, like, when you know, like, in your heart that, like, you're in the friend zone or, like, nothing more is going to come out of the relationship that, like, you want to flourish, then you know. Yeah. And yeah. you should be... I mean, you should be on. You should be honest with yourself, just because you don't want to sell v- sell yourself short. But there's also something to be said to like honoring where you are in the process of like, I don't know, like f- like becoming fulfilled in your identity and like coming out all the way and like growing up. Yeah, and I think it's part of the process in some regards as well.
1: And like, there's like being able to be friends with someone that you think is great is also great you know and like, it's a, also a relationship yeah exactly and some relationships are best left as friendships even even if there's even if there's attraction there yes even you know hell like, yeah
0: like some they will fulfill you more yeah and they sh- you shouldn't exactly. just discount them because they're not what you thought or fantasize that they could be
1: yeah and like the label let you know like there's no just in front of friends it's friends and like i have maintained friendships way better than i've maintained romantic yeah. relationships and uh, i mean granted most of my french friendships are, are are like with straight women but not all of them and like you know i'm so glad that like i haven't like dated you know any of my best friends because yeah. i'm still best friends with them exactly. You know? exactly like,
0: and queer friendships are important like yeah, I mean I've like quasi-dated a couple of my really good friends and I'm still really good friends with them. But I also like shoved people out of my life very aggressively who I think I could have had great friends with great friendships with because I, you know, wanted the relationship to be a certain way and it couldn't be that way. And I took it personally and I was really young and like reactive. Um And I, you know, in retrospect, like, I have regrets about that because I think I missed out on something that could have been, like, really great and beautiful. It was never going to be romantic, but that doesn't mean it wasn't going to be, like, fulfilling and, like, beneficial and an important friendship in your life. So, like, I don't know. I think be open to, like, various permutations and definitions of, like, what a meaningful relationship can be to you. Yeah. I mean, it it can be... I, I get, like, if you have a crush on
1: someone that is a friend and they see you as a friend and That's, you see them as a crush. That can
0: be that can be somewhat painful. Yes. But you, you will get over it. You will. Um, and find somebody who like feels the same way about you. And there might be somebody who like has a crush on, you, a a crush on opinion opinion you and you think of them as a friend. So <laughs> yeah, like can yeah. you
1: read it one more time? I just want to make sure we we touched on everything. Sure. I went- <laughs>
0: okay. So this is more of like the <laughs> I don't we I don't know if we beat around the bush, but maybe we did um because this person was kind of acting for asking for a direct answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> How yeah. does one get out That's of awesome. the friend zone and into Leslie's loverland? Okay, so let's say hypothetically okay. that these two people are like Friends and and you, you maybe have, they're both sensing like some sort of a romantic yeah, attraction you have to not each been other.
1: Clearly put in the friends. You zone. have not you're been just clearly assuming put in the that you're And in, you're like yeah. this
0: to me reads as like a more of like a how do you made the first move type of question. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I see that too. Okay. So okay, <laughs> let's say you're friends with someone and Doctor Truth, and you have not been like. Outright rejected as as a romantic or sexual partner. Yes. (laughs) Or not
0: even outright rejected, but like definitively friend-zoned. Like you're friends with
1: someone and you're crushing on them. Yeah. And... You wanna get to what is
0: it? Les Lesbian Leslie's Loverland. loverland. Okay. As Alice Piasecki would certainly say. <laughs> you wanna... Sorry Kate Brown, it's another L-word <laughs> <laughs> So you wanna go to Leslie Loverland. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and you wanna like broach the topic maybe with this person? Sure. Okay.
0: Or not if not broach the topic like in conversation. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, put your hand on their thigh. Like, I don't fucking know. I mean, I think
1: there's nothing... I I think a good way is to just kind of, like, playfully throw it out there. Like, Like, just kind of, like,
0: playfully... Like, wouldn't it be funny if we fucked?
1: Kind of, like... Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like It's like market testing. Yeah, where you It's kind like of giving like, out free
0: samples on the street. You're yeah. Like, and do you, people like this? You product give yourself like at all? plausible
1: deniability. <laughs> yeah. <right? You're> just <laughs> totally. Like, you know, like maybe you're like, Oh my god, I had this like crazy sex stream with you last night or something. Yeah, that's like, a, that's really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go for that angle.
0: Um and if the person visibly balks, then like
1: like, if they're like, oh man, that's weird, then like, then okay, probably They not just really
0: friend zoned you. But if they're like, ooh, like how, like, how was it? Was, was I any good? Yeah. Like, that's, that's a promising sign. I feel like if you're in this situation and like you haven't been like friend zoned per se, you have to make some kind of risky, some degree of risky move in order to know.
1: Yeah. If you don't
0: play, you don't win. It's like they say at the casinos.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't gamble, so I don't
0: know. you have to play to win. I mean, it's just like you know, you yeah. have to like extend a little bit of yourself in order to get something back. Yeah, and
1: so I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend doing the playful, um, throwing something out there, like oh I had I had a sex dream about you, or like I don't know, uh, like I like that one. Yeah, so, some, something like that, something where it's playful and it's kind of like throwing the idea out there and seeing if they, like, recoil or if they, like, lean in. Yeah. And then then going from there and keep it playful and,
0: yeah. It's always good to keep it pushing. And also just keep in mind that, like, attraction is weird and in many ways arbitrary. And if you don't get the response that you're looking for, it is, like, not a reflection on you or how cute or great you are as a person or dateable you are or anything like that. It's just, like, there's not chemistry between you and that person. Yeah. And then you can move on. Exactly. Yeah. All right. What do we roll? that dice, next? girl. Let us know what happens. Yeah. We're, we're rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. Um. How do you bring soul and spiritual growth into your relationship slash partnership? How have you in the past? How have
1: I brought what soul?
0: Soul and spiritual growth <laughs> into your relationship slash partnership? Well, first of all, I feel like it's never a one size fits all approach. Um, It's sort of a matter of knowing your partner really well and taking the time to get to know your partner really well and also like... So you and this person are in a relationship and this person is their own individual self and you're your own individual self and then the relationship almost takes on this like separate third identity and I think it's really about if you want to bring like soul and deeper meaning into your relationship you have to be really conscious and intentional about how you want to nurture that relationship and the ways in which you appreciate it in its current iteration and want it to grow.
1: Yeah. Okay. You just said it better than I. I was like, I mean, like that was a heavy question. I was just like, I just felt a little gobsmacked. I was like, I don't know how. How do I bring soul and and spirituality into my relationships? I have absolutely no idea. It's been a, it
0: has been a while. Well, like push yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, I think
1: vulnerability, vulnerability, certainly. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say, um, you know, vulnerability is of the utmost importance in. Um, uh, intimacy and sharing intimacy and, and it's hard yeah but it's cool you know like yeah. that's the stuff like that's like that's a
0: good and that's stuff. where your soul is too yeah. like that gritty shit that like you don't typically show like other people ever yeah it's like that's how you really form those like okay. deep bonds yeah oh I did have an answer you how about did that? have an answer okay. yeah I love that <laughs> and like just nurture it um figure out what your partner loves and like what motivates them and, you know, what gets them out of bed in the morning and what they think about before they go to bed at night. And even if, like, that is sort of outside of your comfort zone and unfamiliar to you, like, try and get to know it and not think of it as a threat. Um, Yeah. And if you want your relationship to grow and if you see it as having the potential to grow, you have to take care of it, I think, as you would just, like, any other living thing.
1: Yeah. You know what? Actually, I thought of another answer. Uh, See? I... So I knew that you would. See, it's, the heavy stuff always kind of, like, knocks me back first. And sure. I'm always just, like, I draw a blank. But and I, I like, like oh, having no to way. think no, about it. I yeah. do, too. I do, too. That's That's like, a really
0: I'm, good question,
1: listener. Uh, yeah. Thank you, listener. Thank <laughs> you, yeah, listener. I know. I like, I like having to kind of just, like, not have to dig a little deeper. But um, I think um, a shared sense of fun
0: is yes. really
1: really important. I love well, that. I think like that's like the number one thing in any relationship that I would have is like kind of like encouraging and fostering a real sense of fun between the two of you. Like mm-hmm. whether it's like inside jokes or like goofy shit you do, like nothing really like makes me feel more connected to someone than having a lot of fun with them. And like just laughing hysterically with somebody. Yeah, Yeah. I think a shared sense of fun is one of the most important things in a
0: relationship. Like, Like why be in a relationship if you don't have fun? I love that. And I mean, in thinking about the word spirituality, like the root word of that is spirit. And spirit has so much overlap like with the word we got
1: spirit yes we
0: do yeah exactly (laughs) with like fun and like I don't know like vitality and like aliveness yeah life life Life. seriously hell yeah but just like I don't know I think being conscious and intentional is really important too like don't let that shit languish if you have a relationship and you love that person and you want it to grow and you want it to last a long time like you have to invest in it like you would in anything else like you would in a plant or like you would in a bank account or like you would in anything that, like you want to flourish. It's not just going to happen automatically. I was laughing because I was thinking of like
1: every plant I've ever owned. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs>
0: I'm God. like, do you <laughs> see like the one
1: dead <laughs> succulent on my windowsill?
0: <laughs> you have to want it to happen and you have to we be like having intentional fun. about it. Didn't about work it. Out. You know? <laughs> and like, find out what your partner loves and do nice things for them. I don't know. All right. Cool. cool. I love that. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Next, um, I love this question. Advise on women who are really late into coming out. How to get past the fear of what if I don't know what I'm doing and what if it's blatantly apparent that I haven't been with more than one person, especially when you really like someone and don't want to screw it up. First of all, speaking about vulnerability, thank you so much for your, your vulnerability. Um, this yeah. is a really like open and raw question and i hope we can do the response justice i mean i feel like one of the great things about being queer and being a lesbian um and sort of like dating outside of the heteronormative paradigm and we talk about this all the time is like i don't think there is like a preset model or way of being and really like a way to quote unquote screw it up um and everybody is coming from like a place of learning and growth so like First of all, be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Um, Give yourself grace. I think, you know, if you're with a woman for the first time and you're like not in your early 20s anymore, I mean, they don't have to know that you haven't ever been with a woman before. And I think if you tell them or if you don't tell them, but if you choose to disclose that, I think like chances are you're not going to be like rebuked for that yeah i think like the the last part of this the you know especially when you
1: really like someone and don't want to screw I, it that's up that's so sweet if you really like someone and don't want to screw it up i'm assuming that they really like you back and don't want to screw it up and in that so, case
0: there's like it's really hard for you to screw it up yeah i mean the the
1: fear of 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 not knowing what you're doing i'm just gonna tell you
0: it you it know, doesn't go away. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to
1: quote my favorite, favorite TV show, Six Feet Under. There's a scene. Um, so if, you, if you're if you unfamiliar with the show, uh, there's like a family and there's two brothers in their 30s and they have a younger sister who's like 19 and, or 20 or something, I don't know, and uh, one of the brothers is gay and she has like you know, an art school bisexual experience. Yeah. She like, <laughs> of course. She like hooks up with a girl in, in art school and it doesn't work out. Um, she was, she's actually straight. So it doesn't work out with this girl. And she's kind of talking to her gay older brother and trying and, and just kind of bemoaning the fact like, Oh, like why can't I just be gay? She's like, mm-hmm. and so she says something like, Oh, it just be, it would just be so much easier to be gay. And, um, he said, what does he say? He says, um, he, he says like, oh, like, oh, please, like, like, absolutely not. And she's like, no, it, like, I, I mean it. Um, what does she say? I'm sorry. I'm looking, I'm looking up the quote as I'm talking. Oh, yeah. So she. so she's yes, just like. I love that
0: you found it. Yeah, I found it.
1: Okay. So she says, it would be, it would be so much easier to be gay. And the gay older brother says, oh, no. And she says, yeah, I'd have like a really defined subculture. And he says, overrated. And then she says, and we're both women. I'd have some idea of what she was thinking and feeling. And he says, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then she says, well, I wouldn't have to deal with unfamiliar sex organs. And he says, oh, they're all unfamiliar unless they're yours. I'm like, that's actually my favorite line because it actually is just like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what what geni- genital configuration anyone has. Yeah, you know, you don't know it. how to turn
0: them on or like what feels good to them. There's yeah, the yeah. Like,
1: so like your first time with any anybody. woman is your first time with that woman. Totally. You know? And there's nothing worse than a woman who's had a lot of experience and she thinks she knows it all. And we've talked about she's this just, before. Yeah, she thinks she's, she
0: tells you what you like.
1: Yeah, she thinks she's just like so great and like it's like gonna She's like no,
0: this is going to make you come and you're like this is not going to make me come. Yeah, I mean, I get
1: I get the fear if you, if you have not if if you're newly out and you haven't had much experience. Like I absolutely get that, but everyone's different and all you really have to do is just like listen. I'm sure you know yeah. enough to be better than you think you are. Absolutely. First of all. And as long as you're Actively listening and communicating and um What do you like is a great question. And yeah, and what
0: feels good to you is another great question. I feel like people don't dialogue enough about like sex and pleasure. I feel like there's such a stigma around like asking, like, what do you like? What do you want? What feels good to you? What turns you on? But like it it makes for such no, me neither, and it makes for such better sexual interactions and like even that is a practice that you have to get into and I think even if Mm -hmm. you're like it the most seasoned lesbians in the world sure, it's going to be. Absolutely. It's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel uncomfortable because we don't have those conversations all the time. And because talking about sex has been like shoved into such a weird like rhetorical box. You're shoving, the pizza box, yeah, the, shoving the, pizza, the pizza box into the trash Yeah, shoving the pizza, mashing the pizza box into the trash compactor.
1: Sorry, we're doing a lot of like callbacks to older episodes. So if none of this makes sense, just listen to everything we've put out. Anyway, Acceptance. continue. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, but like. I don't think there's any shame, um, or I don't think you're, like, revealing yourself as, like, being new to the game. If you ask the person that you are about to have a sexual encounter with what they like, and I think, I mean, speaking personally, like, I would appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And And I
0: think you will find that your prospective partner very much would, too, instead of just assuming that, like... You know what is going to turn them on because as you were saying, it is different regardless of your, of your sexuality or gender expression for every single person, period. Yeah.
1: And like, it, you, it doesn't have to be like a, like a survey, like you're not like going door to door, like hi, what would you like? What do you like? You know, you can make it sexy. Yeah, like, and you're
0: not going to screw it up, like even if it's fumbling and like, awkward if this person is into you and you're into them and they appreciate That's you the for who you are thing. and where you are then it's going to be sweet
1: yeah the, the mechanics you'll get down totally What's most
0: important is like the enthusiasm for being with that person and like your degree of comfort not maybe degree of comfort like having sex with them for the first time but like trusting them and like being yeah. with them in the moment yeah like 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 the the details
1: you'll if you you'll get like it's like totally that's, like, don't worry about those last you know technique and stuff like you'll get that like that'll come
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so will
1: she <laughs> oh man and even if she doesn't that's okay yeah she doesn't have to if she doesn't want to exactly um okay so
0: our next question is camp Jill, all in caps. Yeah, (laughs) we're doing
1: an episode about camp and more broadly, uh, actually, like to be clear, not like the Met Gala camp. Yeah, 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 not that camp. Summer camp. Yeah, like summer. Any, any, basically, like like all all girl environment pretty much yeah like, no I love that
0: yeah yeah that, that. homo so homosocial. yeah homo think of like your favorite
1: like <laughs> lesbian boarding school movie
0: yeah oh my god I, I will be <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that episode's coming so uh maybe our next one uh I'll, I'll talk about uh going to a summer camp full of lesbians <laughs> we can't wait
0: okay this is the last like real kind of official question um I feel like I am very lonely in my state, in middle America, like there isn't a single lesbian in this entire state. Um, how do I find my real-life L-word friend group? Oh,
1: man. I mean... I know. It's hard because I I grew up in New Jersey and I it, I... I lived like an hour away from New York City, and I didn't really have any lesbian friends until I moved to New York City. Yeah. Um,
0: Same for me in Rhode Island, I think. But... And even that,
1: it almost feels like a fluke that I just like, I, that I luckily ended up like meeting your you and your friends. Yeah. Like it, I like, mean, I it, feel, like, it feels like a fluke for me too. Like, I didn't like purposefully meet you guys. It was just like my best friend was dating someone that was friends with all of
0: you yeah and i
1: was like oh my god lesbians i want to be friends with
0: all of them totally yeah i met um the group of friends that we have now through this girl i met and dated like extremely briefly on OK Cupid. and then i was like wait um you kind of stuff but your friends are amazing
1: yeah so what i'm saying is that one like finding a real life l word group i wouldn't you know what L word is not real life. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't put too much <laughs> first of all. stock in that. I think before or at least don't maybe maybe have that as like
0: a a, a bonus. I'd say first Which is to say don't beat yourself up about the fact that yeah. you haven't.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to be like, oh well you're screwed. No. Like Yeah, I'm, saying, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying like like very few people actually have that. I, I mean, I wouldn't even say I have, like, an L-word group, you
0: know? like No. Like, like it's it's just, it's but television. But we have, like, a strong lesbian contingency. But we also live in, like, Brooklyn, New York. New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if it's difficult in Brooklyn, New York. Sure. It's
1: got to be a thousand times more difficult in,
0: insert small, State. And town, this is also whatever. like an episode idea that we've been kicking around too.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mean I, if I if you want like actual practical advice, um, well one, I don't know how qualified I am to give it just because I haven't I, I've been You grew up in the tri state area. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people it depends how old you are. A lot of a lot of people go to college and maybe like find other queers there. I think
0: this person is past the college age. I would
1: assume that. Um I think a lot of people um, will move to whatever the biggest city is in their state, but that's not always an option. Sure. Maybe like visiting a city could be helpful. Look at like meetup groups, like meetup.com. Like there's definitely so like on on the bright side, you're not the only lesbian queer woman. I'm sorry. I don't know how you identify, but (laughs) you're not the only person like you with this issue. Sure. So... Just rest assured that it's not only you. And in your small state, small town, wherever, there are several others that are asking the same questions.
0: And the fact of the matter is that like you might have to get in your car and travel a little bit of the ways to meet them. But I think like that's one of the characteristics or like maybe stereotypes is a better word of like, (coughs) excuse me, lesbian friendships and lesbian relationships is the fact that, like, sometimes they have to happen in a long... Unfortunately, they have to happen in a long-distance capacity. Yeah. But lesbians are great at traversing long distances to, like, (laughs) see people that they love and want to be around.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, definitely hop online. But don't don't just hop online. Because it's easy to also kind of, like, fall into a bubble and, and not really take things IRL and I I think I mean I think that can be like life-saving for some people. Yeah,
0: I mean it was for me even in even living in Brooklyn, New York, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But but also seek seek in-person <laughs> opportunities maybe if you can find like um any type of like, like uh, gay organization that you can volunteer with. Um, to- I think that's a great first step. Like look for the nearest pride event near you. Um, and maybe volunteer with them. Yep, Find
0: that out. Don't um, be afraid to be a hub or like sort of initiate some kind of something. Yeah. I'm or trying just- to get creative. Maybe like <laughs> if, if you're not super
1: religious, but don't kind of Care that much? Maybe find like Unitarian Universalists. I bet like that's yeah. where all the, like the queer people go to church. Hell yeah! I don't know. That's where I would go to church so, if I went to church. Me too. Yeah, maybe 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 them. I'm tra- maybe like. I'd say maybe, like, animal shelters. I bet queers are attracted to animal shelters. You might be able to, like, find a queer friend <laughs> volunteering person. Yeah. Because I'm really going off on a tangent. I have no idea if I'm talking out of my ass, but...
0: No, I think these are all great ideas. And I think, like, without knowing specifically, like, what the situation is in that state, it's really hard to say. But I do think, like, wherever we live as queer people, whether or not it's, like... A place like New York and we're lucky to live here like you do or whether or not you're you're even queer if you want to like meet your friend group I think you have to put yourself out there and get creative about meeting people and you know in some ways it's fortunate that we live in the time that we do because it's really easy to sort of go online and meet people I mean like being careful and sort of judicious about how you interact with but I think you know you can find people who will make you feel less alone if you actively look yeah I think those people are out there and to Jill's point there has to be people around you who are feeling the same way as you and experiencing the same thing as you like I would have to imagine yeah I mean it's hard to make friends period period. like as an adult like because you're just
1: not you're not in college. You're not you're not in this situation where you're just surrounded by peers all day and, and peers that are gonna like have like some things in common with you. So And even
0: if you do meet other queers, like maybe you're not gonna like them. Like to be queer is not necessarily like to be friends automatically, you know? Yeah. It's so I, I think
1: um, like one, I, I feel you and and um but I also think If there are people in your life that aren't queer, but are supportive and loving, you know, don't take them for granted either. Sure. Um, and, um, and, And maybe some of them will have other, like, supportive, amazing ally friends who know queer people. And so it's just like, okay, well, my straight friends are friends with these straight friends who have, like some other like lesbian who's just like having they the same issue. They definitely do. Yeah. You know, like like my my straight friends, my straight girlfriends are like the the most supportive people I know and like having them in my life is so valuable. And I also understand that it there are certain things that they can't provide as straight people and that's why I feel so blessed to have Leah and and all and all and and that group in my life too because if I didn't have any queer people it it, it would be it would be I would I I would feel like I'm missing something. So I'm not saying like just be happy with your straight friends. Yeah. Um I'm just saying you know just seek seek queers out in every possible outlet you can. Totally. Be open, uh, get
0: creative, don't get discouraged. Yeah. And you know, I think people come into your life is what I found. Like when you stop looking for them, and when you least expect it.
1: Yes, but you also have to put yourself out. But there. But you also it's, have to put yourself out <laughs> these there. Are like,
0: two, sorry, that's like not great advice. It's a advice. total
1: juxtaposition. It's like put yourself out there, but it'll come to you when you're not looking. Like, trust me, I grapple with this all the time. Yeah, I like, think awesome. Thanks for the help. Advice. Th- <laughs> I think we all
0: do, you know. And I think, like, if nothing else, just know that, like. Even if you feel like your problem is like a small town problem, know that it's not. I think know that like people, regardless of like their orientation, um, grapple with this everywhere and that... um, Yeah, know that you're not alone. You're not alone, yeah.
1: But we wish you the best of luck. We truly, truly do. We truly
0: do and let us know how else we might be able to help and thank you for listening and writing such a vulnerable thoughtful question yeah I
1: apologize if that was a shitty answer
0: (laughs) I think there's just like no great answer but it's I mean I think it's important for people to know that like there are people out there who empathize with your struggle and with your experience and like we've all I think as people who you know don't ascribe to like the predominant way of being or living or doing things I mean we've all had to go through some degree of struggle and still do every single day and That's what makes you... That's, like, a large part of what makes you beautiful and what has formed, like, such a great character in you, so... Yeah, girl. Cue the
1: Christina Aguilera. Congratulations!
0: Song. Yeah, you're beautiful in every single <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> All right. Um. So so, what are we moving on to now? We got questions. So or? this a
0: little bit of a sep- separate segment, and this one's going to be short. We asked people to tell us what their favorite ep- favorite episodes were, in, in and <laughs> in a query that may have been a bit hubristic, um, perhaps not. But uh, for what? I it's- mean,
1: even if like you hate vegetables. You could still say you have a favorite vegetable. Yeah, of course.
0: True. So, I mean, overwhelmingly, people love Mattress Girl. Like, I run the Instagram account. I respond to all of the messages. And Jill does the important stuff, like editing the podcast. But we have gotten so many fucking responses about Mattress Girl, overwhelmingly. (laughs) I would say it's like Mattress Girl, Dyke Mouth, and Train Grandma. Are the wow. things people talk most to me about? That's a little
1: surprising. And to then me.
0: same fifty dogs, and then busted. Do you know what I love? Is but that is mattress girl mattress girl was the busted episode? Was she no. not? No, mattress say, girl wasn't what I, busted. What I love is that no mattress-, mattress girl was not busted. No mattress girl. First, of all, I mean she was busted, but not in that episode. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> she was very attractive. Just I mean, like, her situation was busted. Everything
0: about else
1: about her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like a total... Jerk face. Well,
0: I mean, we said it on the air. I, I, it's been published yeah, for a while. I don't even
1: remember her first name,
0: so yeah, it's, it's okay. fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Forgive us. Um, but the, f- yeah, the funniest part is that, like, that's not the name of the episode at all. It's just, like, one little part of. What was the name it. Of was like, that? It episode? was the Dykening Round. It was? Yep. Are you sure? 100%. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was telling Leah, she was saying something about someone commenting about. The mattress girl story,
0: and uh, I mean, just like mattress girl as a title is incredible. <laughs> you would I would read it like look at that's clickbait. Mm. We should have just called that fucking episode mattress girl. We
1: should have. Well, lessons learned. Yeah, we, we live and learn in our one year of podcasting. Yeah, um, but when Leah told me, uh, yes, someone said something about that, and I texted her back, and I just said, when it happened. I was just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening." But in the back of my mind, I was like, "The only like redeeming thing about this night is that I know it's going to be a really good story, mm-hmm. and it, it has paid back like over and over again." It so really has
0: dividends. Thank you, thank thank you, you mattress matters, girl, wherever yeah. you are. Yes, whoever.
1: whoever Mattress in the backyard,
0: you're sleeping on that's not yours. We wish you now. all the best. You've certainly provided us and our listeners like a whole shit ton of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dyke Mouth, I already said Train Grandma. Ooh, I wanted to say something about Train Grandma and Dyke Fashion, but say something about Train Grandma, please. I was thinking about, tra- or oh, I was listening to Train Grandma, re listening. I loved Train Grandma. I feel like I wrote a short essay in that episode description, and then my girlfriend was like. Oh, for your next episode description, you should keep a little, keep it a little bit shorter. And I was like, well, "What the fuck was wrong with train grandma?" <laughs> noted, noted. Thank you, thank you for the constructive and I criticism. did the next episode description was like literally seven words long.
1: <laughs> so I um, took uh, what was it? Oh, I, I think I was on a flight. Was I on the Amtrak train? I don't know. I was doing something, and I like thought about train grandma. Because I thought about, like, you know, I was saying I was, like, I'm inspired by her. And, like, I want to pare down my life and, like, do these things to become more like this train grandma. And I... Oh, that was it. I was flying. I was going somewhere for work. And I was, like, so organized and together. And I was, like, boarding pass in that pocket. And, like, this there. And I was just, like, so just, like, together. The train
0: grandma you wish to see in the world. Oh,
1: yeah. That was it. It was when I was flying. I, like, first of all, I, like... I, I'm a terrible flyer, so I take Xanax before I fly. And uh, I was texting Leah. She
0: texted me this whole episode like, format. I barely remembered
1: it. I was just like, "Oh, wait, what?" <laughs> I was
0: like, "Joe, we're doing this. This is what you said to me."
1: <laughs> so, so as I was preparing, it was just like. Xanax in this pocket, boarding pass in that pocket, like everything. In this ID, right I got it. <laughs> and I just happened to be listening to Train Grandma on the flight. God, and that it was occurred great. to me that I was manifesting the Train Grandma-ness, and I was like so stoked and proud of myself. You're really
0: living the dream. I'm certainly trying this podcast has helped us and we hope it's helped you too
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i just wanted to throw that out there i was like oh i have to remember to like update the train grandma on it i love that
0: we're gonna (laughs) try and bring you more like train. i think train grandma was probably our most conceptual episode um I i hope we haven't ran out of funny stories to tell but like we've definitely like thrown out like some of our Biggest no, I feel like you we, have some, we, more, you free, have some more shit in your arsenal. You know, because I certainly do too. I mean, I was gonna say like I might. This just, is a deep bag of tricks. Just folks. because like
1: I'm single, so I have like more potential for like oh, yeah. ridiculous things Let's happening. Let's set in my you life. up on some mics. Like Something. I can talk about like when I was auctioned off, like. Oh. I haven't talked about that. yet. Oh yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Stay tuned. Yes, yeah, see, tuned, this folks. is our way of keeping yeah. them on the hook, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. No, soon we, we haven't run
0: out of great stories soon to come. We're just
1: pacing it, but like this, I hope that this is more than stories. Like I try to, you know, explore shit. You know, yeah, it's not absolutely. Just, like, let me talk about me. No, no, no. Like I like I really just like looking into different facets of like relationships and love. And the less important stuff that might be um, associated with being gay. And I, I think it's really fun to not just give my experience, but to kind of step into this perspective of other people. Totally. And, um, and...
0: Yeah, I think like the universal like universal truths and like this universal sense of humanity has always been found in the very specific and I think the more we share our stories um, whether they be like fortunate or unfortunate you know it's just like points of relation and we talk about this all the time but there's such like a lack of representation or like yeah. narrative or like lore or whatever surrounding, especially being a queer woman in the world. so like, in our 30-plus years. And in you, our 30-plus years, we have some narratives. <laughs> so, yeah, we certainly haven't run out. We're just um, keeping you interested. Mm-hmm. Towing that line, so yeah. to speak. All right, next, yeah. next. Um, I think that's, like, it for listener feedback. Let me see. Yeah. I think we had one final question about... Um, how this listener really loves listening to us so much but is wondering when we're going to have more guests on our podcast um uh, and that's certainly something that we've been talking about i mean we want to do it um very intentionally and not just have guests for the sake of having guests right yeah
1: we don't want to be like the two hosts interviewing a lesbian every week like sure. like i feel like we want this to be more of like a just like topical but we also like wanna do wanna hear you know like we heard from kim and v we heard from kim and v and like we do want to hear from other people and we will um but yeah it has to be like for a really good reason one and two um if you've kept up with this podcast our episodes come out quite intermittently so if it's (laughs) this difficult for leah and i to get our shit together to like pick a night to record just like multiply that like it's exponentially harder with someone else especially someone that's like not some of our closest friends like Kim and B. that said so we will have other people on the show but you know
0: bear with us <laughs> and yeah exactly but we're gonna try and bring you guests bring you cool episodes tell you different wild stories about shit that has happened to us that we haven't yet shared continue to solicit your questions and feedback because i think like out of this whole experience what we didn't expect and like what we love and appreciate the most is just the response that we've gotten and from so many of you and how many people have found us like, from all over the country and really all over the world and just written in and shared their experiences with us and asked us really thoughtful and interesting questions and participated in a dialogue. And, like, that has been the most fun and surprising and fulfilling and exciting thing of this whole experience and like we're just so grateful to have the opportunity and the platform to be able to be able to do this and share our stories with you guys and talk to you guys um and we just love it so much and we're so grateful for all of you to listen um for listening and telling your friends and like engaging with us all the time it's just been like so wildly unexpected and such so beautiful yeah I, think.
1: I always say to Leah because I don't I don't really see the feedback type stuff because Leah does all the social media. So I, I always say to her when she like every now and then she'll show me like like a, a kind message or something like that, and I always go, "Oh, like I I always forget that like people like other people besides us listen to this. Yeah. Like, like I'm all I still I'm just like oh right. It's like oh, flabbergasting. Yes. Like, yes, we put this out there. Like I I. Like it, it, like when people like, you know, like like friends and like exes are like, oh, I listened to your episode. I'm like, oh wait, what? Oh, you? Di-? And I'm like, oh yes, yes, it's on the internet. Like totally. a- anyone and everyone can listen to it. So, it's really it's really awesome for me when I do hear from Leah, like oh like. Someone said this really nice thing. I'm like, oh, oh shit, right. It's almost it's almost a little scary. Cause I'm like, oh fuck, oh, what did I say? Uh ah.
0: but I think like when I was a real like a young kid and in the closet and knew that I was a lesbian, like I was just starving for any kind of representation and something to make me feel less alone. So like if do in doing this podcast we have made any of you guys Feel that you have some sort of like sense of representation or like friends in us that have made you feel less alone. Even if we touched one person in that regard, like that is so much that we so much more than we ever could have asked for. Um, and we're just so grateful um, to be able to interact with you in this way. And for all of you guys. um for listening and sharing your experience with us. So really just thank you so much. It's been such a fun and like interesting year. And, you know, we never thought we would get to where we are right now. Um, and we love hearing from you. So yeah, keep like writing us in and sharing your ideas and letting us know what you want to hear. And really like from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. you can't. I can't say it any better. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh-huh. And we're yes. going to have
0: more good stuff for you coming up. So keep listening. Um, subscribe rate review tell your friends we love you walk with your head held high forgive yourself give yourself grace you're amazing keep doing you fuck all the haters and lesbians are miracles